In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We are nearing the end of our Revelation series. This is the, what is it, sixth week? And next week is our final Revelation series sermon. And so this week we're going to look at mostly what the book closes with. And Mary's going to pick up next week with a lot of other fun stuff that you don't want to miss. So let's look at where we have come. We know that Revelation is a letter written by John to churches he loved. Churches where the people are having a difficult life where their persecution has increased in particular because of the pressure of Rome. And these churches know that things aren't good, and John believes that they will get worse. And so John wants to send them this letter to encourage them to make sure that they stay strong, and that even when they perceive that the world is in bad shape, they know that God is faithful to them and that they can still do good work in the world. Now, this vision of John for a broken world is meant to empower the people, but not perhaps in the way that we might expect. Because as we know, and as we've just heard, the fundamental idea of Revelation is that all the stuff that we see is going to be destroyed. And all the stuff that we see after its destruction is going to be made new. That's not a very easy message to receive, especially if the point is that you're supposed to stay strong and stay active and invest in this world that actually, in the end, is going to be destroyed. But that is John's message. And so for us, the question really becomes, how do we take that message to us today? Well, let's consider what we just heard from Revelation. There are three big moments that have happened in this lesson. The first is that the new Jerusalem, the new city that has been remade is now there, and John gets to see it. And one of the things he notices about the new Jerusalem is that there is no temple. Now, why would there need to be a temple? Because the remaking of everything that we see means that God is now fully and wholly present. If we remember, the Jewish idea of the temple, not like the temple over there, but the capital T temple in Jerusalem, is that that is where God is present on the earth. That is where God physically touches the earth, that very sacred spot. And that's because our world is not quite whole. It is broken and in need of healing. But John's vision says that the whole world has now been healed. And so the new Jerusalem has no temple. It's not necessary because God is now there fully all the time. There is also no sun or moon. Why? Because the light of Christ is now all the light anyone ever needs. This is an audacious claim because we may not necessarily live our lives by the sun and the moon and things like harvests, but the people back then certainly did. Having no sun meant literally having no life. And so what John's vision says is that what we depend on for life, the sun, is now taken away because our true life, our whole life, comes from Christ himself. And finally, there in this new city, this new Jerusalem, this new world, there is the river of the water of life that feeds the fruit trees that produce fruit for everyone. 
If we remember back to the Garden of Eden, the very beginning of Genesis, we see that there is the river of the water of life that was then taken away because of our sin. And in this new Jerusalem, this remade city, we get back to this water of life. We get back to what God had initially wanted for all of us. So as I was thinking about Revelation, I imagine that for most of us, the idea of everything that we know right now being destroyed and remade, although maybe theoretically or theologically that sounds interesting and, you know, maybe that's good, but it's a little scary. And it also might be that we're a little too invested in this world for it to be a good thing that it is destroyed. And it got me thinking about construction and reconstruction and renovation, something that Dallas knows very well. We cannot drive anywhere without seeing renovations and reconstructions all over the place. Now, as I was looking at some of the buildings this past week, I noticed something that I don't often notice around construction, and that is scaffolding. And if I say scaffolding to you, you probably, like me, think of a series of pipes put together with some boards laid on the, on the bottom of each level so that workers can walk on the board safely while they work on the building. But have you ever noticed that whenever there is reconstruction or renovation going on in a really nice place, that they tend to cover up the messy construction? Think about like at a high-end mall, right? You never quite see it. They put a facade on the front saying, coming soon, just so that people don't see the ugly messiness of the construction. And I imagine if there was a big, massive construction project and the builder wanted to cover up all the mess, they may make some nice scaffolding, but what if they actually built a really nice facade on the outside of this big construction project? We would know that something on the inside was happening that was really interesting, but over time, we would get used to the nice facade. We would get used to seeing whatever shell was put around this new big project and human nature as it is, we would probably actually start to like the shell. And then if we were all to take a vote about whether the shell should come down to show the thing inside, I bet you most people would probably say, no, no, we like the shell. We've gotten used to that. So just leave it up. Really, what is happening in Revelation is that from the start, God has been doing something amazing that we could not see. And the shell that God put on the outside of that project is everything we now know. And you see, we've lived with it for so long that we kind of like it. And we've lived with it for so long, we've learned how to live with it well. And yet God is telling us through this vision that there is something so good on the inside. And for us to actually get to the good stuff, get to what God intended from the beginning, we've got to take down, to remove, to destroy everything that we have ever seen of this project. And that's kind of scary. The significance of this for us is that everything we know, all the way in which we work and in the way in which we succeed and are comfortable, is never what God actually intended for us. 
God's always intended for us something better than this. God has always intended for us a life without hurt and pain, a life with healing and wholeness and completeness, a life where we don't worry, where there is no anxiety, and where there is no loss. And this vision that John gets is of that kind of perfection. This new Jerusalem, this centerpiece of the new creation, as we heard last week from Mary, is an urban core. We're not going to get some big farmland out with lots of space. God's vision for us is that we are living tight and close because God's hope for all of us is that we have people with us on this journey, that we've got relationships and intimacy that sustain us through anything that could happen. God wants us to live really close and tight because that's the best of God's vision for all of humanity. And so for us now, what do we do with all this? The vision's nice, but I once told you weeks ago that this is not a prediction. This is more so a vision of the way that this world is supposed to work. So what do we do now? Well, the good news is you're in church. You are all part of a church. And the church is actually meant to represent what John's vision is all about. A church is meant to be people living together, being intimate and vulnerable and close. A church is meant to have people who sit with each other and live with each other in the mess in order to achieve wholeness and healing and be complete in our love for one another because of the love we have received through Christ from God. Each of us is here because I think somewhere in us, God planted a seed that makes us desire the kind of intimacy that will actually make us whole. But you know, that intimacy is not easy to achieve because the world is tempting us to be something different. The world is tempting us to put on a facade. And if we live with that facade, with that shell for too long, we like that shell a lot. And it takes a lot for us to let that shell go down. But that's our call. Our call is to come together and to remove all of the scaffolding that we really like. Because God is doing something so much better inside each one of us. But it's scary. Because we like what we see. So today... John's calling us to trust the vision that God has had for each of us and for our world from the beginning. God is calling us to trust that all we need in our life is the faithfulness and the wholeness that Christ gives us. Looking forward, we are called to love our neighbors, which includes all of us. We are called to be more involved with each other, which means commitment. And that commitment means vulnerability and intimacy. And John's revelation reminds us that we can become the beloved 
the healed, the whole, the new creation that God has hoped for us from the beginning. We can be remaking the world now. So say goodbye to everything you think you love. Say goodbye to everything you see and make a commitment to being remade in this bold image because God's really telling us the best is yet to come. Amen.